Monday. This is episode 16 of Bet to Win. I'm Claudia Bellafato, and I'm here, not in the WinBet studio. I am here at Pix11 in New York City, but I'm not alone. My co-host, Joe Fan and senior trader for WinBet, Matoy Pearson, all the way over there in Vegas. I miss you guys. Claudio, so we miss you too. How are we doing? Always. I want to hear about the weekend. You were at a wild game yesterday. You were at the WinBet Club with Nick Mangold and Wayne Corbett. How was that? I was, yeah, two Jets legends and me. And I guess we were the good luck charm that the Jets needed. Uh, Joe, you and I talked about this. I think you were pretty heavy on the Bengals too last week. And pretty much everyone else was because we were really underestimating this Jets team. And um, they came out with the win. It was fun to be there, but I really wish I had my money on the Jets because it ended up being a sad day for me. What else do you have planned out there in the Big Apple? Uh, we're going to do a Giants-Chiefs pregame show here, actually, tonight at 6. So very excited for that. That's awesome. And then I come back come back to you guys tomorrow. It's big time. So, don't, it was forget, a long weekend, don't forget though. the little Yesterday people. Now day. that you're out there in New York, <laughs> killing it, doing big things. Oh, oh, please. Vegas is a big place. You know this. Yeah. Uh, like every Monday, we have Matoy on. We brought him into the top of the show because we have a lot to talk about. So I want to get right into it. First of all, this was a good week for you guys, and we talk about the ebbs and flows. When it's good for you guys, it's usually bad for us, and I just mentioned the Bengals game was bad for us. Um, before we get to that, though, we want to do a quick victory lap and hold this out. And, Joe, you told me you don't have a victory lap, but I do. Take it. <laughs> it was the Packers-Cardinals game. Uh, I went with Aaron Jones over 57.5 rushing yards. I was a little worried, though. This was a sweat. I probably should have went receiving, and I was expecting that they were going to use him in the passing game, which they did, but he did end up hitting over 57 and a half. I think he had 59, and I was checking because my buddy was on 60. I think he got it at 60, and they ended up taking two points off, and so he was pissed, but I was happy. 57 and a half, I got it early, uh, luckily. So that's my victory lap. Thank yeah, you, Aaron Jones. I'll just go straight into my... Um, hold this L, which is the same game. And this is a theme for me over the weekend. It felt like every bounce that could have gone my way didn't. And this is a game that, yeah. that I, the Arizona Cardinals are part of my teaser of the week. And I get not covering the six and a half, but Arizona should have won this game. They had every opportunity to do so. You give Aaron Rodgers the yeah. football twice in the red zone. There's the, 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 the muffed punt uh, by Rondale Moore. And then later in the first half, Kyler Murray throws a pick uh, to put the Packers automatically in the red zone. And then, for Christ's sake, can we get A.J. Green to turn around? I mean, in the I, end zone day. <laughs> hey, guy, just go catch a game-winning oh, touchdown. So can we do that? I can mean, we I, do that? It was just yeah, tough that was already bad. that the fact that the Packers didn't get that touchdown, uh, you know, to go up 10. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Cardinals mm -hmm. are obviously fortunate to even have that chance, even, you know, dead to rights. Uh, just you know, turn around. That pick to a A.J. Green or, or whatever the case is there. It's pretty brutal. Legend has it. He still hasn't turned around. He's still <laughs> facing the opposite direction of the field. <laughs> Still running the <laughs> so opposite stupid. way. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to say I'm over yeah. it, but I'm not. That we, just we set the tone. A new week. Like That's that. a Thursday a night game. Out, it set the tone for my weekend. I honestly mostly stayed away from from the window just because I was like, I don't, I don't like the juju that that Thursday night game put on my betting weekend. So I mostly stayed away, but mostly it was just pain, <laughs> as it was for the rest of the public. Yeah. No, I mean, that game in general, I mean, it, it was already a big game as it was, but the way that it ended was just an absolute, I mean, monstrosity, yeah. I guess. Would be that. Yeah. I mean, we expected it to be close, too, though. I think that's, like, what, what most of the games were, like, for me on the slate. I didn't touch half of them, Joe, like you mentioned, because I was just not sure which way they were going to go. The Packers game definitely ended in a different way than I thought it would. But What's your L? 
I, I won my bet, so it was fun. I want to hear you own Samel. Uh, I, I can't be okay. here while owning my own <laughs> losses by myself. Come Relax. join me in the pit of despair here. Uh, well, I, I already talked about the Bengals. I was laying 10 and a half all week. I was hammering it. I even put out a video, which I usually don't do, questioning <laughs> Claudia. Don't question Vegas. I was questioning why the line was only 10 and a half. Um, and it was just a brutal beat. Yeah, it was not a good game. So that's my L. I'm holding it loud and proud. I right. Good you on you for owning some. it. Should we start there with Matoy? Let's do that. Let's let's do that. Let's just rub it in for us, Matoy. Let's just hear <laughs> why this was so good for you guys. Uh, I will say the Bengals D-line has been good lately, but yesterday it was absolutely atrocious. Uh, Mike White and then Josh Johnson both had all of the time in the world just sitting there in the pocket all the time to find receivers. There was no pressure there. The Jets scored on five straight possessions, including the first four second-half possessions. Mike White, (laughs) which I tweeted, like, maybe I underestimated him a little. I kept saying Mike White's not the answer to this offense, but he did not look bad. He actually looked good. 37 of 45, 405 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, my hands are up. This is supposed to be my lock of the week. It did not end well. But, Matoy, for you guys, it was great. What did the celebration look like over there at the book? I don't know if we were really, like – I mean, there were so, obviously so many games going on at 10 a.m. You know, that was a bigger yeah. one that we just kind of, like, kept staring back up at because we are like, man, the Jets really have the lead here late. Um, you know, booking it wise, we opened a little bit lower. Um, I think it was, like, maybe, maybe around nine or nine and a half before we figured out Zach Wilson was – um, you know, not going to be able to play. So, obviously, not too many people know Mike White. Shout out to Western Kentucky. He'll talk to us. Hashtag go Tops. No doubt, man. So, you know, we essentially had to kind of race that up because not only uh, were we getting bets on uh, Bengals profusely, but, um, you know, parlays were just getting hammered with, with Bengals money. So, we actually had some, some sharp stuff on the Jets pr- uh, prior to the game starting. So, it kind of skewed our bottom line for that game. But, you know, overall, with all the parlays getting smoked, I mean, we were pretty happy with our decision on that game. This is an interesting game because the Bengals scored 31 points. You could argue this is the, you know, the look-ahead game where you just beat the Ravens, you've got the Browns in Week 9, you face the Jets on the road, it should be an easy win. I didn't necessarily watch this game and think, gosh, they just, they aren't up for it. They put up 31 points. They won the turnover battle 3-1. to one. And they still gave up 34 points. Mike White, 405 passing yards without a single pass traveling more than 15 yards in Incredible, the air. Yeah. It was just death by checkdowns and, and short routes. And sure enough, I mean, they went off. Michael Carter had a monster game, 95 receiving yards, 77 rushing yards, 29, uh, well, uh, not 29, just 14 targets, but uh, 24 total touches. He was heavily involved. This is a, there's a couple of games like this where you felt like, okay, this, the Jets are hanging around, but the Bengals went up 11 in the fourth quarter, midway through the fourth quarter, and the Tyler Boyd 10-yard touchdown pass. So you think at that point it's over. And now the Jets, both of their wins against two of the best teams in the AFC, the Titans and the Bengals, ruining survival or survivor picks everywhere. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, so you know, bad. Yeah, last, think, last time I was on the show, we talked about Titans-Jets. And this yeah, is essentially exactly the same thing. It. I think the Titans went up by seven. Yes, and you thought and we, that's it. The yeah, game's over. And unfortunately, it was not it, you know, for most people. But, mm-hmm. you know, just as uh, as funny as it is, I mean, even the Jets before the half somehow got a touchdown from back, Braxton Berrios on a Mike White touchdown. And I, they didn't even review it. I didn't even know if, if he caught the ball. They just kicked the extra point and went into the locker room. I'm and like, it was right is, after what's Keelan Cole's one-hander. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm just like, well, I mean, it seems like the Jets are getting all the, all the breaks. My follow-up on this is, 
it's such a square bet to have a money line parlay of all the heavy favorites. Uh, How yeah. much money do you take on stuff like that? And then a game like this just automatically clean up because it kills all of those parlays. Yeah, we, we usually, you know, kind of make a joke call and we call like the Bengals money line the free space. Like some you know, people will just kind of mm. throw it in their parlay just to kind of, you know, build an accumulation on whatever like two, that, three, four teamer space, they yeah. have. So like, you know, we'll be like, well, Bengals will be the free space this week. And, you know, when something like that goes down or, you know, anything massive like that, it's, you know, it's pretty good for the sports book for sure. And we don't even really like take we don't take it into like account like we're like oh like we have a bunch of liability on this like minus ten dollar favorite we just know like at the end if it loses like it's going to be a big plus on our end no matter what so you know it's just kind of fun to think about that stuff when the free space isn't free the public's going to have a (laughs) tough weekend exactly not fun free space for (laughs) us uh yeah that line uh closed at 11 Jets win, of course, 34-31. So disappointing, not expected. Good for you guys. Uh, and speaking of great teams getting stunned by third-string quarterbacks, the Saints went at home against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. 36-27, Bucks were laying five before kickoff here. Trevor Simeon stepped in. Jameis Winston got taken out of the game. Uh, hurt in the second quarter. Now we know it's an ACL injury. They came out with this morning. Taysom Hill was out with a concussion, so yes, technically this was third string. Seven-year veteran, though, has not attempted a pass since 2019 before that game. So this is also a very impressive outing. Uh, He went 16 of 29 passing, 159 yards, a touchdown. And it's not like Tom Brady had a bad game. He doesn't often. He threw four touchdowns, but he also had two interceptions and a fumble, which resulted in 16 points. Matoy, in our messages before this, you said, this couldn't have gone any better. How did this game alone affect the outcome of the book this weekend? I mean, we just had like a monster afternoon to begin with. So, I mean, that was like the centerpiece of like how good it was with, with uh, the Bucks mm-hmm. losing. So, you know, we, you know, we, we were a little bit higher in the week. I think Allen um, liked the Saints when it was, I think, five, five and a half or, you know, something like that before it kind of got ran down to four. And, um, you know, I think a, a few of us in the back in the trading room, uh, you know, we wanted <laughs> we wanted to take some bets on the Bucks later on that Sunday. So we did in a big way. And we just got like a bunch of big bets on Saints at three and a half, three and a half minus 15. So, you know, we're, we're sweating it pretty tough. And, and we even took a, a lot of big money line bets on Bucks. So when, you know, Simeon came in, we we're pretty, you know, it was kind of quiet in the room for a little bit. But it seemed like he's been waiting for that game his entire life to play like that. Yeah. So. You know, we're pretty happy with that and the interceptions that Brady uh, had in that game. Yeah, that's the recipe to beat Tampa. I mean, you you find a way to get Tom Brady to turn the ball over three times. Not easy to do. To me, this is just like we were talking about the the Bengals-Jets game. Once the Bucs took the lead, you thought, okay, that's it. But no, a 12-play, 70-yard drive, go kick a field goal, take the lead. But then even at that point, you say it's Tom Brady. All he needs is a field goal. He's got a couple of minutes in the timeout. He's going to get the job done. The pick six at the very end uh, with P.J. Williams, the 40-yard the hell of a return as well. We were going wild. I think all I was of, going wild. Were you guys all in the, in the trading room? Yeah, I, well, I was screaming, man. I was we got to get in there like, for one of the games. Yeah, well, I need to see all this. Well, something like that. I mean, like a disappointing one. Everyone's pretty, you know, uh, uh, we're sad, but nothing. it's nothing too crazy. But, like, in a big win like that on Sunday, like a Sunday afternoon where it, it matters to the book, I mean, that one was like, Especially after a couple of bad weeks. Yeah, it was, you know, and we oh. already had that kind of dwelling on our mind as it was, but <laughs> you get something where, like, you lean towards the dog that you know everyone's going to bet against and you win that outright, like, monitors are going to fly in the room. You know what I mean? We're going to be, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to do some, we're going to rearrange some furniture for a little bit. <laughs> They're ripping tequila shots <laughs> yeah. on a Sunday afternoon. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> Matoy's got his go. shirt off, oh. spinning around his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I just this like... is a great vision. Uh, Matoy, did you guys get live action when Winston got hurt? Oh, did you guys man. get like more live action than usual? Or yeah. What did that look like? We, we, had, we had like a lot of people trying to get down more because like obviously we have limits for our in-play bets. And there was like people calling in trying to get more down on Bucks money line. So we were, you know, trying to be as fair as we could to give anyone, you know, like two, four dimes on, you know, Bucks going forward in the game. So we did take a lot of Bucks, but uh, nothing that I can kind of like translate into how much we already took on them. Like we were already buried to them before anyway. So and by two or four mm -hmm. dimes, you mean two thousand, four thousand dollars? Yep. I think most of the stuff that we give yep. out is like a thousand. Um, yeah. On the like on my the regular line. unit size. Yeah, I was just yeah. gonna say. I was like, that's weird. I've never bet a dime, let alone two. <laughs> Or four, you know. And, yeah. oh, that's great. <laughs> Claudia, you and I are in a different, yeah, we're, we don't play that game. Right. No, it's, I mean, it's it's all relative, man, you know. Yeah. Those people losing that, it's the same for, like, anybody losing, like, a couple bucks. So. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know people who put a lot of money on the bucks. That was another game. You just, any given Sunday, right? That That's the term that we keep using. And now I can't get Matoy uh, throwing his shirt around the room out of my head. Thank you for that, Joe. You're welcome. We'll move on to my Patriots. <laughs> Win against the Chargers, 27-24, the final score. Patriots were getting four and a half before kickoff. One thing we knew ahead of this game with that was that the Chargers weren't great against the run, and the Patriots had to take advantage of that to win that's what I said all last week, and that's what they ended up doing. They ran for 141 yards, fourth straight game with at least 120 rushing, and that really was the key. Joe, I know you said that the Patriots had no right winning this game. Matoy, what was the book's take on this? Well, we opened five and a half, six, and I, we, after the Ravens loss in the bye, uh, you know, we thought the Chargers had a pretty legitimate shot of you know winning a game like this, Patriots coming off their big mm. win, and we – I, you know, we took some sharp bets on uh, charges earlier in the week, and they were wrong. <laughs> like, it, I think uh, essentially after we took our, you know, $2,000 bets going, uh, like, on Monday, Tuesday, early in the week, um, you know, we moved to, like, 6 minus 20, and then it got bet back immediately down. So, like, we we essentially chased it all the way down to, like, five, five and a half, five to four and a half, and didn't really take any sharp Patriots bets, which we were pretty happy about. You know, saving bets is just as good as, uh, you know, winning the bets that we, we want to take anyway. Um, but mm -hmm. I think we did really good. The the profit wasn't as crazy as some of the bigger ones we've already talked about. But not taking or saving the bets on the way down was like the big deal about, you know, saving those Patriots bets going forward. I still maintain the Chargers had no business losing this game. Obviously, I was on the Chargers. I was on the wrong side of it from the jump. They didn't play a very good game. The Patriots controlled this. I mean, they, they won – for all intents and purposes, comfortably. They're up 10 points with a couple minutes to go, a garbage time touchdown. I mean, I guess, yeah, it was a, a, an onside kick away of having a chance to, to send it to overtime. But this is back-to-back -back bad games for Justin Herbert and a team that, that I, I bought in on. I jumped on the bandwagon and said, this Chargers team is capable of competing with the Bills and Chiefs you know, at mm -hmm. the time. Whoever the class is of the AFC, you have to talk about the Chargers in the same conversation. And back-to-back, and -back, really poor games from them. And you give credit to the New England Patriots, who are now back to 500 at 4-4. Four and four. Mac Jones continues to play efficient football, if not spectacular. That's all they need with him. And, you know, Josh McDaniels is sort of keeping the kid gloves on and the training wheels with his rookie quarterback, but he's not turning the football over. And they're running the football, and they're playing defense. Justin Herbert, two picks. It's just not what we saw from them. And maybe you look back and say his stellar play in the fourth down conversions, that was always going to be unsustainable. But I don't know. This, to me... As someone who believed, I'm, I just, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed in them.
Yeah, I think and that's how I, just, I feel. Over the years of time, I think we talked about this earlier, but I've just, you know, essentially had it with the Chargers. Like in games where they're supposed to win or play better. Yep. I mean, they lose these at home. I'm just, I'm over it at this point with uh, any Chargers. I'm just over years, it too, Matoy. Just years and years of disappointment. Yep. Despair. Chargers going Charger. Well, before we before we go to the next game, quick take on Patriots. Joe saying that they shouldn't have won that game, but they did, and like you said, they did comfortably. Looking ahead. They face the Panthers next. Do you have a look-ahead line? What are we seeing here? Are we going to see a little more respect for the Patriots after that big win? I think we've already been respecting them. Allen definitely has, and um, I think he likes mm-hmm. him again this week uh, from what I've heard. Um, huh? I can't think of the look-ahead line off the top of my head. Embarrassing. But, uh, yeah, no, it's I mean, three, oh, no, that's three points. <laughs> Patriots on the road so uh, so giving three. So basically already, though. Okay. Okay, so, so you're saying the book has already been giving them respect so we won't see too much of a difference, right. really. Yeah, I mean, even Go after the big yeah. losses, um, you know, or the tough losses yeah. that they've had, we, we respect how uh, competitive they are for sure. New <laughs> Bill Belichick against As Sam Darnold. <laughs> My team. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Uh, one game that I didn't expect to hit. So I had a parlay with the Bengals, Cowboys, and Bills. Um, so Bills, well, obviously the Bengals were nowhere near winning that game. Uh, the Bills was kind of a sweat for me, but the Cowboys was one I was kind of writing off because we had questions about Dak. They ended up winning 2016 against a good Vikings team. Um, and this was a game-time decision. We're going to have to talk about this line. I'm not even going to say what it was, what it opened at, what it ended at, because this fluctuated all over the place. Matoy, I'll let you speak to that. Um, but, of course, they ended up sitting Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush showed up, completed 60% of his passes, 325 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, but the defense really was a huge reason for this win. They held Minnesota to 278 total yards an 8% conversion rate on third downs, and Micah Parsons, man, I mean, he's just an animal. So, like I mentioned, this was a game I did not expect them to win. They really showed up. Let's talk about this line movement with Dak Prescott, and then we'll kind of get to the specifics of the game. But how did you guys handle the no news and then the game time decision, and then eventually when you got the news, what did you guys do with this line here? Yeah, we opened a little bit higher. I think around two and a half, two, um, like as far as early as Sunday, obviously. And as the weeks yeah. went on, we seen the Cowboys team kind of, or the Vikings team, uh, you know, starting to get hit. And uh, we never really moved. You know, obviously we try to wait for, to, to, to take a better, you know, to have someone give us the information on a bet. Whereas if we don't know if Dak's out, someone else might, and they might bet it for us and then we can move off that. So no one bet it. You know, we were at two and a half. We moved on air to two while the rest of the market was like one even pick. So, I mean, people could could have came and got Vikings plus two immediately with us. Not really many bets. There were some takers. You know, anyone that has a board that bets can come get plus two with win bet, which is awesome. Um, you know, obviously, we kind of started moving on Thursday when we um, kind of we, – we seen it, the Vikings get into the to a one-point favorite. So, we tried to at least stay within the market. And then when Friday hit, I wasn't there. But I guess the market just essentially crashed on Vikings. So, we kind of had to go. We didn't want to be like a scalp to the market – um, you know, give out like a ridiculously good number just for no reason. So we ended up going to two and a half on Friday and we started seeing Vikings bets, but I think it was up until Sunday when, you know, uh, he wasn't really warming up. He kind of came out and warmed up a little bit, but once we seen Vikings go from three, three and a half to four, you know, we were taking some pretty big bets on the way up there to close at four and a half. So, I mean, it was a pretty interesting deal throughout the whole week. It's your whole liabilities on Vikings here. They go up seven, nothing. Cooper Rush is making his first career start. You got to say at that point, man, it's been a good Sunday, but we're going to get smoked here. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, you're not yeah. watching that game and thinking, gosh, especially down 7 nothing with the way it opened. The Vikings' only touchdown drive of the entire game was to open the game. Seven plays, 75-yard drive. Seven, seven plays, 75-yard drive, and you just say, damn. Yeah. That's going to be tough. Well, no, I mean... <laughs> Uh, we already knew what the deal was, and a lot of people were going to chase that anyway because everyone got destroyed like up until the Sunday night game. So when we seen the big bets on Vikings, we didn't want to go because we didn't see any respected action on uh, Vikings to like really go. You know, obviously the injury, and we already moved enough. But you know, needing the Vikings uh, or needing the Cowboys after having that big afternoon, you know, we we're like this is either going to be you know a break even type of day possibly, or you know, champagne for everyone in the risk room afterwards. Which you know that's. <laughs> Kind of what the deal was, man. I, I was gone, man. I dropped tears when uh, when uh, the Cowboys got that touchdown late. You know, I was I was pretty happy about that. Kind of silent with myself. I was with my family afterwards, but you know, seeing that, you know, after all those weeks of you know getting to the end of the month, being in the plus, I mean, it's like a big deal for us. Was this a game? Was this bigger than the Bucks or the Saints winning? No, it was. I think the Saints was like the most absurd thing I've ever seen. Like that, I put that one up when the Patriots ended up covering against the Bucks a couple Sundays back. Got it. So, I mean, that, you know, that was just as heavy. And especially after, like, the two bad weeks we had, I mean, it was a pretty emotional deal. You talk Probably just to me. I don't even know if anyone else feels the same way as far as in that room. But I was, you know. You, uh, it's similar to what I said about the Chargers. The Vikings should be embarrassed of themselves. Sure, yeah. To lose Zimmer this game. Out, if anything. Kirk Cousins was terrible. I mean, the primetime narrative with him continues to be a thing. They were 1 of 13 on third down. Yes, the Cowboys are good defensively. You give Trevon Diggs his credit held Justin Jefferson to two catches for 21 yards. But you can't let Cooper Rush drive eight plays, 75 yards, to win the game at the end. Credit, Amari Cooper is a bad <laughs> dude. He is a bad man. Had three receptions on that drive. And the toe-tap touchdown in the back of the end zone was mm, chef's kiss, beautiful. <laughs> but this, this Cowboys team is a lot of fun. Now They've now covered all seven games against the spread. They're 7-0, and 6-1 overall. You win a game with your backup quarterback on primetime. I think it gives you... If you're not bought in on the Cowboys yet, and Claudia's been on them from the jump, a uh, huge hat tip to sure. her. Uh, absolute sharp on this one. Um, you got to be buying <laughs> on the Cowboys. Thank you, Joe. That was so sweet. Credit <laughs> I did. Credit I was over nine and a half. Do. So uh, over nine and a half wins. I only got a few more to go. We're rolling, baby. Uh, I want to get to tonight's game. Before we do that, we just talked about all of those games, which were wins for you guys, you in the book, I should say, Matoy. Uh, losses for me and Joe and the rest of the public. Before we get to tonight's game, though, I want to talk about some of the wild finishes that we saw and how those impacted money. And I think the biggest games there was the Rams, Texans, the Bills, Dolphins, and the Titans, Colts. Since we don't have a ton of time to go over all of them, Matoy, what was sort of the biggest sweat for you guys there? I think the funniest one was Rams-Texans. It was one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I stopped paying attention to <laughs> like, the game what on earth? when it was like, yeah, 31-0. <laughs> And uh, we just essentially stopped paying attention to that game. I remember, like, someone looked up and said, I think the Texans are in range, like, to cover. I remember just looking up saying, like, well, this 22. is 22. They scored 22 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, we, like, only that. It's just incredible. Garbage yeah. time, baby. It's, I mean, just shaking your head at it if you had Rams there. So, I mean, that actually ended up working out for us pretty well where it landed on 16. Uh, incredible at a game land 16 like that. With the two-point conversion, Oh, it's too. just absolutely. I mean, that's just football at its best. Um, and then um, – Bills was actually good. You know, Dolphins dolphined. They did pretty well there on their own, blowing <laughs> that. Um, but we actually had some sharp action on Dolphins late. So we were pretty, pretty happy about Bills. That was me. I'm in. the sharp. <laughs> we, 
We're pretty. We're, Joe threw a threw a few G's on there. Yeah, just a dime a or six. Dimes, yeah, like yeah. ten dimes. We seen your name come through on the ticker there. Figured. No, I. Uh, <laughs> you know, when when the Bills got there, we we just kind of sighed. We're like, well, we just kind of got lucky on that one. It was just pretty bad that the uh, Dolphins can blow something like that. This is the game where it just makes you want to quit sports betting forever. Yeah, it's because pretty, the Dolphins was the, the right drama. side. Yeah, it's devastating. Without question, if you got it thirteen or even better, thirteen and a half, fourteen. Wherever you were at, you were comfortable here. The Dolphins were controlling the game defensively. They're in the red zone at the end of the first half and have one of the most heinous fumbled snaps you've ever seen where Mike Gusecki's directing traffic, telling players where to go. (laughs) Then he goes in motion. The snap comes premature, hits him in the leg. You turn the ball over. You don't get any points um, out of that. They turn the ball over twice overall. The second turnover was this game. It's covered. You're in. It's it's 20 to 11. Less than a couple minutes to go. All you got is you go four and out, you punt, whatever the case. Wait, Tua throws a pick. Then even after that, the Bills are driving. It's third down uh, inside the 10. All you got to do is make one tackle. They kick a field goal. You're still covering. Uh, (laughs) And then that Josh Allen, the last play of the game that matters, runs it in for a seven-yard score, 26-11. The margin ends up being 15 just infuriating. Yeah, no. If you were like me and you were on the Dolphins, this I mean, if it was any other team, I'd have probably been like, "Well, that's you know a bad beat." But the Dolphins have just been, I mean, hold your breath if you're going to take them at any time. I thought the football team last week was a pretty bad beat, and then I watched this Dolphins game. So, just the football team was a bad team. Surprise! Even this every week, too. week, yeah, every week, I'm just like, "Well, again, again." This is why it's hard to bet on bad teams. <laughs> you gotta have a big. That's why I bet on bankroll. the Bills. There, Joe <laughs> should have tailed me. Uh, we move on to tonight, wrap up weeks, uh, week eight. It is week eight. Before we get to winning picks, though, I need to mention this promo because it's a good one. Win $100. Put down $1, win 100 If either team scores, that's all you need. One team to score, you win $100. It's going to be a wild 0-0 time. Killer deal. favorite there. The killer deal. Killer deal is right. Uh, Chiefs laying 10 at home against the Giants. Total 52 here. Matoy, before we get to winning picks, tell me what we're looking at in terms of action on this game, kind of kind of what the book's expecting here. I don't think it's been much on the total. There hasn't been really a lot of uh, early uh, total action, um, you know, especially when we open this game. 52 is a pretty key number right now, so it's already been bet into mm-hmm. just around anywhere else uh, as far as the other markets are concerned. But, you know, we've been at 10 on Chiefs for <laughs> maybe the past four or five days, and um, I don't know if they're moving it right now in the in the trading room, but – uh, when I got in this morning, all I seen was a bunch of Chiefs action, and I'm assuming we'll see that up until kick. So, um, you know, closing 10 and a half, 11 is, is definitely in the wheelhouse right now for just the action we might see uh, up until 5 Pacific time. You can't feel good mm. based on what you've seen from the Chiefs the last month and a half, laying 10 points. I feel like they've been beating the bad teams and then losing against the good teams. I don't know if that makes any sense. It does. In the sense, I'm, I'm saying it in my head. Yeah. but. Uh, you know, I, I, I told you, like, I'm always going to like the Giants no matter what. And you know, it's just kind of a bad deal for me in the way that I live my life. But, you know, <laughs> otherwise, um, you know, we're just going to try to book to the action. And I know that we're going to take Chiefs money no matter what. Do you have well, a side? Do you have a preference? Do you still here. like the Giants in this game? <laughs> like, do you go into yeah, this I'm game? Say it on here. It's going to be Giants. I'm going to end up liking Giants. I don't know if I'm going to bet it personally, but, you know, I might play like first half or something. It's just the way my so brain So even functions. with, Matoy, there's so many injuries here. 
Barkley's out, Galladay's out, Sterling Shepard's questionable, Kadarius Tony's questionable. That's pretty much all of the Daniel whole team. Jones. There's their offense. Of the team, Does yeah. that affect that at all? No. Yeah, well, it's already essentially baked into it. So, you know, we got a, we kind of got okay. a good look at the, the Giants against the Panthers, uh, who played pretty well, and they were somewhat banged up in that game. Um, you know, not saying the Panthers and the Chiefs are alike or, or whatever the case is, but, um, you know, just on, as far as where the number is right now, we're pretty comfortable with it, even with all the injuries that, uh, you know, we just named off. Yep. Mm. I don't know where the number well, would be before this, unfortunately. Like, it'd probably be like, you know, maybe a touchdown or, or eight, but, you know, 10 or 10 and a half seems like a pretty good deal with all the injuries that we have or the Giants have. Yeah, because of the injuries, I'm going to stay away. Especially if you're saying you're on the Giants with all of that, I'm definitely staying away because I also don't want to trust this Chiefs team. So I'm going to go with a prop here. <laughs> Giants running back Devontae Booker, over 17 and a half receiving yards. So I did look at rushing. His rushing is 51 and a half. But sort of similar situation to Aaron Jones at the Packers-Cardinals game. I was expecting him to be involved in the passing game because they were down some key players. I'm going to go the same thing here, so I'm going to go with receiving because that pass with flying colors where the rushing was a sweat. In the past three games, Booker is averaging almost 20 receiving yards. The Chiefs are allowing the six most rushing, so I do expect him to have a big game on the ground. But I'm considering game script here. I'm assuming they're going to be having to catch up having to pass the ball more. Uh, the Chiefs are giving up the eighth most receptions, fifth most receiving yards, two running backs. And like I mentioned, with all of those injuries, I expect Booker to be heavily involved in the passing game. So I'm going to go Booker over 17 and a half receiving. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped at our winning picks. November, wipe this slate clean. I'm going to get off to a hot start here because your boy needs Either. a win. We need to see the ball go in the hoop here, Matoy. Yeah, and this is a big month. And we're going to get your evaluation here of, of these winning picks. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to stick with the similar prop to Claudia. I'm just going to go with the other running back and Daryl Williams. It's the exact same number at 17 and a half receiving yards. He's gotten this in each of the last two, uh, three weeks, sorry, and was just two yards shy um, the fourth game ago. Since he's become the starter, he is the guy dominating the reps. And I think screens and checkdowns is going to be Patrick Mahomes' friend in terms of how much he's been getting hit and the pressure he's been under with how bad that offensive line has been, particularly on the interior in their last game against the Titans. So for me, there's a couple I like. I like Daniel Jones over 20 and a half rushing yards. I like Daniel Jones at plus money over one and a half mm -hmm. passing touchdowns. Uh, but I'm going to go with Daryl Williams needing 17 and a half receiving yards. Hopefully I can get a sweat-free win for a change because your boy needs a win. November 1st, baby. It's time. It's time. This is where you start. This is my right month. I've always said this Joe. is my month. Yeah. I'm a big November guy. <laughs> Joe. I'm knocking on wood for you. I'm very superstitious. I appreciate <laughs> you doing that for you. me. But Toy, right, are we cashing so those? Yeah. Are we gonna what are, are we gonna, yeah, are we gonna cash those? Yeah, anything that's that has to do with overs, I'm in there, baby. I'm always I'm always a part See, of it, man. I, I'm no matter done what. with unders. I am so staying away from unders. I always say I'm staying away. But especially with all of these injuries, you gotta go props because it, yeah. we're making our odds that much better. I mean we know a, there's limited targets. I mean I know you guys are handicapping it pretty well too, so you know, I'll trust you guys. I I haven't really looked at too many props, man. So <laughs> I us, Joe. I don't wanna yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you saying that. But right, Toy's lying through his teeth right now. I don't You're going to screw us, Matoy. Stop oh, telling us that we're good I'm not going to watch the game. Please. I'm just not watching All the right. game. I'm jinxing everyone, essentially. <laughs> I'm so. not going to watch it either. <laughs> yeah, you are. All right, guys, that's episode 16. Thanks for listening or watching. I will be back in Vegas on Thursday to join my friends. Thanks for tuning in.